Carson. Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles. On Angels Radio, AM 830-KLAA, I have some, uh, God, what it's, it's going to be a great show, and you'll see why. Got so many, so much stuff doing there, Ron. All right, I mean, my name is Sergio. I'll be your host. My co-host, Mr. Ron Hobbs, the director of the AC Fishing Schools. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, world. <laughs> I got Tony Williams. He's Hia, not Mia, owner, operator of Bite On Fishing. Good morning, Tony. Hey, good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everyone. Good to be in studio. I've got Mr. Andrew Mack calling in from, uh, he's on location. Uh, this is with Max Fish Reports, Western Outdoor News, and IGFA. And our dear friend, my good friend, Mr. Steve Carson, the director of the Penn Fishing University. So good morning, Andrew, and good morning, Steve. Good yeah, morning. Good morning, guys. Yeah, I forgot to ask you to say good morning. You see, I'm I'm, I'm pumped up. I am pumped I'm up. I'm ready. Right yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, Andrew, I know uh, you're on location, but I've got a caller, and I've got to take this caller. So we'll do this, and you'll you'll see why. Let me go ahead and bring in Mr. Jonathan Oliver Skinner from Lake Elsinore, the director of the community services. Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning, everybody. Sounds like uh, Sergio's ready for a good show today. Oh, my God. I'm pumped up, dude. Eight years. Eight years. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're stoked. We're stoked. Okay. So, um, Jonathan, we might as well stay, start with Lake Elsinore. What's going on? Oh, there's so much going on. You know, uh, I was able to talk to our, our uh, fish supplier, uh, and we're looking at getting in some cats and some bass here before uh, the, our annual Dream uh, Extreme Fishing Derby. Uh, on May 13th through the 15th. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I posted some pictures today. You know, people were asking about how the wipers are doing. Uh, Bob, I call him Bob Catfish McKee, was out, uh, and I ran into him uh, yesterday morning, mm-hmm. and he showed us some pictures of some wipers, and uh, they're getting some pretty good sizes out there. We're hoping to get some 18 uh, inches at the Derby, so it's, it's very, very exciting. Oh, man, that would be so, so, so rad because I would see that would be uh, a project come to fruition. You know, you know, you started a couple of years ago with them and here they are. So excellent, 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 excellent. Okay, looking forward to that. What else is going on? Well, today it's really exciting. You know, we, we, we're known for uh, studying world records, right? So I have a local friend. His name is Will Maddox. He's called the uh, Taco Slayer. Well, today... He is going for his 1,000th consecutive day of eating tacos. That's a, a world record. He actually uh, busted the one uh, a couple years ago of eating 500, in, uh, 500 consecutive days. But today it is 1,000th. And so he's hmm. having a little thing over at uh, El Ranchito Taco Shop on uh, Mission Trails. 
and uh, we're going to be down there about 2.30 uh, to 5.30 to watch them break this uh, or set this new record, so it's pretty exciting. Um, downtown is, is flourishing. We're doing some work to uh, make it uh, a little safer to get people downtown. The restaurants are doing really, really well there. Um, you know, it's, it's just the, the uh, Railroad Canyon uh, interchange that we're been doing for the last couple of years is coming come and do and it's, it's going to be done and i'm on my way right now to to, to use some uh of tony's bite on to, to get some of those cats that uh bob mckee got yesterday so, i love it go. and you know what let me tell you something for all for all of our listeners go to facebook on friends of angler chronicles steve carson has actually posted up uh, a poster up there steve you want to explain what you posted up well yeah just um uh, it's, it's more for curiosity and interest than anything else, but I posted up a, a very, very good picture. Oh, it's not really a photo <coughs> of the the both the hybrid striped bass, aka wiper, uh, the striped bass, which is the well, you know, half the uh, the uh, the parentage of the the wiper, and the white bass, and um, they hybridize those in the uh, in the hatchery. And they do a couple things. Number one, they can't spawn. So if a lake wants to put them in, in particular California gets a little upset about uh, uh, transplanting fish species that are not native. If, if they can spawn, well, wipers can't spawn. So you put them in the lake and they live only as long as the fish live and then they, then they die out naturally. And also wipers grow faster than either white bass or striped bass. So they're, uh, you know, they're an, an excellent candidate for planting uh, to be caught. And um, they're, I, I, what's the word? The word is not exactly dumber. They're more aggressive than either striped bass or white bass. Dumber. So that's something that fishermen really love. So it's just a great species, and um, we're very lucky to have them there in, uh, in Lake Elsinore. Yeah, and, you know, I love the fact that they grow so fast as well. You said about an inch a month? Uh, they grow an inch a month in the uh, in the lake. If, well, not in every lake, but in a very productive lake with a lot of food like Elsinore, they'll grow an inch a month. All right. So as you see, Jonathan, it should be a really, really good uh, derby. We should cover all five then. Um, there's uh, Just to remind everybody, uh, Tony, I'm going to put you on the spot. What are the five categories for the Dream Extreme Derby? Bass, catfish, carp, wiper, and crappie. Oh my gosh, he's awake. Mia is Can here. You believe it. He's, he's actually good. I love that. And uh, Jonathan, I'll probably be um, coming your way in the next week. Okay, I'm, I'm getting um, a need for Italian food. Okay. Oh, we know where you like to go. Vincenzo's is waiting for you. Yeah, they. I heard they opened up after the pandemic. They're going good. I, it's time. It's time to go get some uh, some good Vincenzo. You know what I love? I go in there, and the owner, Vincenzo, he actually speaks Italian. So I get to practice my Italian with him. We, we had a conversation for probably half an hour. And people are looking around like me. And they're going, what, what are you doing? And I go, I'm talking to my bud. And let me tell you, the food was amazing. So if you guys like good, good Italian food, I would highly recommend Vincenzo's. I mean, they're really, We've really good. We've got those, those restaurants there secretly hiding, waiting for us to explore in Lake Elsinore. Well, there's always something there's new popping cool up. Way. I mean, uh, the city, the, the chamber, they all work together. I mean, the other thing I love is you got the storm over there as well. Okay, so, I mean, just so much stuff to do. 
like I said, we we lost you to uh, yeah, you're no longer underneath the five freeway underpass and your tarp, and now you're living at Lake Elsinore, which is good. That's I like beautiful. it. You see, Jonathan, we had a, a migration, <laughs> and, and we greatly appreciate that too. You know, uh, Sergio, you mentioned Storm baseball. The actually uh, opening day for Storm is going to be this upcoming Tuesday at, at 7 p.m. So if you're looking for some good local hometown baseball, you know, our, our parent is uh, is uh, the Padres. Mm-hmm. Come on down to Lake Elsinore. We got everything down for, for anybody who wants to have a good time. Well, let me tell you something, you know, and, and I forgot to mention to Ron, but I did this this week. Uh, we were, you know, with Rhonda's been at her parents, okay? So the, the Mustang has not been in the garage. So I was in the garage looking at stuff, and I found a baseball, okay? And so Sebastian was out there helping me, and I said, Sebastian, what, let's measure it out because there's a joke inside here that they say I can't put it across home plate. So I said, okay, let's measure it out. And I threw to Sebastian. Sebastian actually had to get up because they would have gone even further. And that, you know, I mean, it wasn't speed. But I definitely got it over the, over the, the home plate, okay? And that's flat land. Can you imagine just a little bit on top of the mound? So ready for the first pitch there, Captain. Were you throwing it overhand or underhand? Overhand. And you know what? It's funny. I and saw. Did you, did you roll it over the plate? Or? <laughs> no, 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 no. Sebastian actually, he was in a catcher position. Okay, he actually had to stand up because it was going above his head. So that's kind of cool. So you're telling me 60 feet. You see it wasn't fast. Sneak. It wasn't fast. I lobbed it over there. You to know, be exact, 60 six feet, inches. six you know, inches. You know, how I, uh, you know how I figured this out? I watched George Bush. Mm-hmm. He threw out a first pitch and got it over. And I saw the way he threw it. It wasn't any of this fancy. No, he just got it, lobbed it over, perfect right. pitch. And I go, you know, yeah, I can yeah. do that. So. I got it over. So isn't that cool? That is cool. You know, I got bad feet, but I got great Congratulations. arms. Congratulations. Yeah, I was good. Maybe you can throw an uh, opening day ball one day. Maybe. I've always wanted to. Yeah. Seen the National I, I, the World Series is ready. I, I, they've already contacted my agent and said, okay, for the World Series. <laughs> yeah. What, I have not been contacted. What's that, bud? I said to work as a peanut vendor. Is that what they called you about? Or? If you want to come out and sell peanuts, you're more than welcome. I'll get you in there. <laughs> okay. Well, as your agent, they still haven't contacted me, so I'm not sure it's going to happen. They contacted me, Ron. It's all in. It's all in red. Yeah, it's all in red. I like that. <laughs> all right, all right, Jonathan. So everything good. Um, let's give everybody the information for the Dream Extreme because it is going to come up here pretty fast, folks. It's the uh, the thirteenth is a Friday evening. We'll do the captains meeting. Okay, it's not mandatory, but highly recommended. And then on Saturday and Sunday, the 14th and 15th of May, is the actual derby. Okay, so I imagine, uh, what's it, 6 a.m. to about 2 or 3? We know what the the times are, Um, Jonathan? Yeah, 6 a.m., you know, the first wave goes off, 6.15, I think the second wave goes off. Um, Weigh-ins, we have been talking about that. I believe the latest is is at two, right, Ron? Yep. And then Sunday it should be a little bit earlier because we gotta break everything down. So, um, we'll we'll, fig- we'll we'll give that information out. But the key is this: they got an unbelievable package going on. So if you if all you want to do is fish the tournament for both days, uh, you want to go to lercasino.com. All the information 
is there. And then also they have great packages. So, for example, if you want to spend the night, which we highly recommend at the casino, they have a package deal where you get uh, a room for two people, so for you and your teammate, and it includes the entry fee to the Derby. Okay, so it's a really, really good price. Two nights, um, amazing, and you're right there. I mean, you're just within, I don't know, uh, what's the driving distance there? But ten minutes, maybe a mile and a half. And two then miles. they have, uh, if you bring in your own boat, they have uh, guards there. You can hook up uh, and charge your batteries there as well. So everything is taken care of for you. It's very, very angler friendly at the casino. Okay, all right, everybody, hang on tight. I can hear the music in the background, and because it's our birthday, I'm going to honor a friend of mine who called me. He says, "Why don't you ever do TV?" theme songs okay so uh what we'll do is we'll, we'll make sure that you can recognize us i'm jonathan andrew steve you guys hang on you ready let's go to our first break this is angels radio ama 30 klaa angler chronicles Angels Radio. AM 830. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. Angels Radio. AM 830. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. The mate was a mighty sailing man. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AM 830. I'll bet you Andrew has no idea. All right, you know what? Yeah, you're, you know, I know everybody here has it. So, Andrew, do you know what song we left with? Uh, Gilligan's Island. No. Well, no. No, Gilligan's Island is what we came in with. What did we leave with? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> okay, why don't you enlighten them, Ron? That would be Monty Python's Flying Circus. That's right. So these are all TV shows that... And I don't know these either, guys. 70s. He didn't tell me. Yeah, no, he, nobody knows them. They're the 70s, okay? So um, you grew up in the 70s. I know Andrew wasn't even a twinkle in his dad's eye. I know. He I... wasn't even that. But anyway, Jonathan, I'm sure you remember it. 
Oh yeah, we used to stay up uh, watching Monty Python eat peanut butter sandwiches. Exactly. Oh yes. Yeah. And the other thing, if, if for some of you guys that even it's a penguin. It's a <laughs> okay, so if you grew up in Southern California, ninety-four point seven KMET. Oh, yes. All right, and we had Doctor Demento yeah, on there you Sunday go. night. It's Sunday night. Hey baby, want a boogie? I could, I, I, I could go on and on and on. I just. Great memories, and the reason I said this is, you know, I was reminiscing. Angler Chronicles became eight years old this week. I mean, my goodness, that's a big deal. Our eighth anniversary. I can't believe uh, all our fans have been putting up with us for eight years. All ten of them. All ten of them. So we thank you, and um, a lot of success, a lot of great things. And so I was reminiscing. I go, you know, some of the event, some of the stuff that we've done over the eight years, and I thought to myself, oh. Why not do a reminiscing of uh, how we grew up? Okay. Of course, I was too young. I was with Andrew. I didn't recognize these. I didn't look these up, Andrew. I had to Google them. Because, well, well, Andrew's my older brother. Well, Steve knows. Yeah. So, anyway, Jonathan, what else you got for me, babe? Um, that's, that's about it for now. It's, it's just going to be great. First, real quick. Remember, we loaded those things when they were fingerling. So yeah. that kind of growth that you saw that picture is, is pretty amazing. And, and as you mentioned, the, the, the council has been really um, a big proponent of our fishery. And each year for the last two or three years, we put in 50,000 fingerlings of wipers. So we're, we're excited about you know seeing this happen and, and what's going to be happening over the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. All right, Jonathan, I'm going to move over to the rest of the Freshwater Report with Andrew Mack. You can welcome to stay with us, Jonathan. Oh, i got to get out of the lake. Yeah, I saw the pictures this morning. Priorities. Priorities, I love it. Okay? Yes, take care. Thank you so much. Folks, that was Jonathan Oliver Skinner, the Director of Community Services at Lake Elsinore. All right, i got Andrew Mack on location at Pyramid Lake in nevada correct yep that's all matt and it's freezing out here <laughs> well don't even talk to me about freezing when it was 90 degrees up to 106 in huntington beach uh the last couple of days so yeah don't give me take the freezing and enjoy it okay that's, uh, it's, it's blowing about 20 22 to 25 miles an hour right now mm-hmm. and it's around uh, 40 degrees tony aren't you glad we didn't go Man, that is no. chilly. I would, I would have loved to go. Actually, yeah, absolutely. That's Come on, man. No, no, thank you. I'll be in the in, in the comfort of my own home there. All right, uh, <laughs> let me let me go and um, uh, let's get a quick report from you, Andrew. What's going on? Perfect. So, uh, Santa Ana River Lakes again uh, this week. Started stocking trout on Thursday, full truckload. Um, usually, the morning's the best time. It's been a little warmer, so the fish are going to the deep faster so it's leaving the boats and the, uh, the float tube guys to, to get it on a good bite uh, later in the day um, but bites been consistent there's been a lot of big catfish caught lately uh, in that 20 to 30 pound range and remember if you catch a catfish that size of salmon river lake get a good picture and throw it back in um, now from there uh, let's see uh, from there we got big bear lake uh, big bear lake their action has definitely been picking up they started allowing boats back on the lake, um, so the guys on the, that are trolling are getting some very good action uh, with a flicker shad. Uh, they're letting them out about maybe 40 feet behind the boat, 40 to 60, and then uh, trolling around one and a half to two miles an hour. 
over by the dam, over by uh, Boulder Bay. Um, anywhere that's a little bit deeper water, around 20 foot or so, um, they're picking up some pretty good trout within like that two to three pound range. And then I did see one that was about four and a half. Uh, the catfish bite, though, at Big Bear Lake, of all things, um, that's something you don't hear too often, but the catfish bite is going on really good. Um, a guy fishing this past weekend uh, got a, uh, um, a nice blue catfish that was less than a pound off of the lake record. Um, he was out there with his buddies. They have their, you know, their their secret catfish spot over there in, in the shallows, and uh, all they're doing is soaking shrimp out there and waiting. Uh, usually, when the sun is uh, going down, evening time uh, to the dark, that's when they're getting bit. Um, but it's cool to see that. I mean, you know, with catfish, you, it's typically you don't really hear it from Big Bear Lake, so it's kind of cool to see that. Um, now, from there, a little bit lower, um, we're going to go to a private lake, Lake Arrowhead. Um, I know not a lot is not ever really reported from here because the residents kind of keep it to themselves. Um, but I do have a couple good connections at Vicious Lake uh, every week or so. Uh, they just stopped brown trout uh, in there, and the brown trout have been pretty much wide open. Um, you know, these guys that are catching them, they're getting them on jigs. They're, they're releasing, you know, because they don't want to throw the brown trout. Um, but they're getting some good rainbows as well. Uh, they just had a fish derby uh, two weekends ago. So Lake, Lake, uh, Lake Arrowhead getting some good action there. So if you got access or if you have a buddy that you know that can get you on the lake, it's definitely some really good fishing. Um, from there, we're going to go out to the desert to uh, Palmdale Fin and Feather. Uh, Palmdale, they're still stocking uh, weekly. They just had another stock of 6,000 pounds. And uh, these fish are coming in healthy. They're in that three to five pound range for the majority. Uh, a lot of you know, a lot of twos mixed in. Um, and they're also getting the occasional eight to nine pounder. And uh, action's been really good right after they stop. Uh, typically, if they throw in on a Thursday, Friday's always wide open. Uh, Saturday slows down a little bit. Then Sunday, um, as far as if you're on a dock because of the warm weather, you're getting them in the morning. And then the fish go to deeper water, so if you're on a boat, you can get them all day long, either trolling or soaking bait. And then uh, the evening time, you know, they're showing up to do that to eat again, uh, right there in that dock range. Um, let's see. A lot of the local lakes, uh, like Irvine Lake, Pudding Stone, Silverwood, uh, Diamond Valley, they're seeing a lot of the bass uh, come up now. They're, uh, they're either sitting on beds or they're making the beds. Um, so you're seeing a lot of the male, females right there defending the bed. So I know a lot of guys that are throwing on, uh, you know, on, on the beds and, you know, getting the bigger fish. Um, it's been it's been pretty good uh, as far as fishing. Um, you know, they're either throwing uh, uh, some sort of plastic, maybe a little swim bait, maybe a little uh, lipless crankbait or something, something to irritate that fish into biting, you know, and then um, they're getting them that way. Um, let's see. So from there, uh, we have uh, Lake Hemet uh, over there in Hemet. Uh, they ha- they announced they have a derby coming up on uh, April 30th. It's a two-day derby. So April 30th to May 1st, it's uh, 35 bucks each day pre-registered. They're going to have a lot of huge prizes, a lot of, you know, cash. I mean, it- it's not, it's not going to be anything like our favorite lake, of course, but it's still going to be a fun derby. Um, you know, for the out up there. And then uh, Lake Isabella uh, actually... Well, hold on. Before, before you go to Isabella, you know, we're talking about derbies, and uh, I don't want the time to pass because, Tony, you got something really cool for the kids coming up. 
a derby. Oh. Well, yeah, for the kids' derby, there's a lot of kids' events coming in, and one of them is going to be at the uh, at the OC Parks Clark Park coming up in our uh, the the 30th of June. I'm sorry, the 30th of uh, this month, April. April. So it's the same weekend as the opener in Mammoth. Mm. So it was a really tough decision because, you know, it's either go get some fish or go or go get some fish for the kids. And mm-hmm. so this year we're going to focus on the kids. What park? It's at Clark Park. Clark at, uh, Yeah. So Clark we're, Park. We're going to make a big announcement. We still need some volunteers. <clears throat> for uh, you know cutting mackerel and all right so let me put it out there deal. i know i know that rick from casey anglers is listening in fact uh, i want to apologize i'm sorry rick i couldn't make it to the meeting on thursday but you had good representation you had uh, both oliver solis and you had our own ben secrets there uh giving you some information on rods and reels so it was perfect but rick this perfect timing for casey anglers team 57 always there and uh socal anglers you know come together i know also um we can probably get a couple of guys from the Huntington Harbor Rod and Reel Club, you know, with Paul and lead lead the bunch, and maybe we can get some people to to help you out. Yeah, okay. I'll put an event. I'll put an event out posting. It's already on the Bite on Fishing page uh, as events. So if you want to volunteer, uh, if you want to volunteer, come out, and we're gonna get these kids hooked up. Some of them for the very okay, first yeah, time. Okay, yeah, and they would just reach you, right? They would just reach me. All right. So if you want to, please help. We we, we uh, love it. All right. All right, Andrew. Close up with Isabella. Yep, so we got a Lake Isabella. They just started the Derby on Saturday. This is going to go from April 9th all the way out to July 4th. They stocked a 500-pound or 500 uh, tag trout, uh, ranging from a $20 tag up to $5,000. Wow. They got one fish in there. Yeah, that's worth five grand, and that's cash. Um, the guy caught it, I believe it was on the, the third week. Um, he was out there trolling and caught it on the third week. But, um, I mean, great fishing, along with the 500-tag trout. I believe they throw in another 8,000 pounds or so um, of trout. So, I mean, the fishing, you know, even though the lake's kind of low, the fishing's been really good uh, for the trout lately. Well, they let me ask you a question. Let me bring Steve Carson yeah. in this. Wouldn't it make sense that fishing is great if there was less water and more fish? Carson? Um, well, yeah, actually, uh, up to a point, obviously, there's a, there's a point of diminishing returns. Right. But also what's going to happen when, when it, fish don't like it when the water level is going down. Even if they're in there, they're going to be not necessarily that happy and not necessarily that interested in biting uh, as, as the lake goes down. When the water goes down, believe me, fish can sense it. Also, it changes where they're going to be. So your favorite old spot may not be a good spot anymore. Right. There you go. All right. Excellent. Andrew, so you're on location. When are you going to put the line in the water? Uh, fishing time is one hour before sunrise, so about 5.31 or so. Okay, um, so it's, know, almost, it's almost time. Okay, so you can just hang on. Yep. Just the only thing is, please, don't hook yourself. Because <laughs> I know you like to use earthworms and, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, so, listen, before, so I'm going to give you the opportunity first, okay? So, um, you've been with us, what, a couple of years now, Andrew? Uh, about two and a half years. All right. A favorite memory, since it is Angler Chronicles' uh, anniversary. Give me a favorite memory with Angler Chronicles. I'm going to say, well, I got two. All so right. my favorite memory was when we just did the kids' fishing derby over there at Miles Square Park and watching all these new little anglers that had no idea what they're doing. They either have watched the show 
they, they've seen us out there or whatever it may be, you know, or they've seen family members catching fish, and they show up, you know, with their parents, and nobody has any idea what we're doing. We set them up right. You know, we tell them how to cast. They, you know, they get that, the, the macro bite on um, or the mac bite. They cast that thing out, and they're waiting. They, they're asking questions, and all of a sudden, I remember this little kid. I think his name was Sanji. He's out there with his mom. You know, they just bought this paw, this uh, rod from uh, from Target. No mm-hmm. hooks, no weights, no nothing, just a rod. He casts out there, you know, and he goes, how's that? I go, okay, now wait. And here I go, I'm, I know you're going to get your first fish. And I looked away, and he goes, Mr. Mister. And I looked, and, I, and his rod is, like, literally bent over half. I go, grab it, Sanji, grab it. He grabs his rod. All right, listen, listen, Andrew, Andrew, save that excitement. You're going to stay on a little bit longer and finish that story. But I can hear the music in the background. So let's go, and everybody pay attention and see if you recognize this one. Folks, you're on Angels Radio, AM830, KLAA, Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. AM 830. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray-wearing fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio. AM 830. Welcome back, everybody. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. I'm here with Tubbs. How you doing there, Tubbs? <laughs> Go ahead, Ron. Say, say yes. Hello, Tubbs. You're, you gotta be Tubbs, dude. Hey, Tubbs. All right. What was my name? Do you remember? I'm Crockett. No, you're, the girl. you're a cricket. 
Okay. But hey, you got it right. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, so just to make it sure, Jonathan Oliver Skinner, he actually texted me, and he was correct. It was Get Smart, and he also texted what this was. And if you were a fan, this is probably, was it still 70s or 80s? 1984 to 1990. Really? Yeah. You just made that up? This is a Google Boy moment. Google moment. But... um, (laughs) Yeah, this was Miami Vice. I love Miami Vice. Okay, so what do you think, uh, Carson? Uh, I think he's exactly right. And it just so happens that although it does not appear that Don Adams or Barbara Feldon were anglers, Agent 99. Don Johnson, at least occasionally, was an angler. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was I was his dub. I was the one driving the Ferrari. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Andrew, again, I know you have absolutely no idea how to get smart. You like that, Andrew? <laughs> okay. But anyway, so um, uh, let's go ahead. So you were talking about uh, one of the of your fondest memories, which was Mile Square Park. It's been in our hearts since day one. We've done eight years at least, uh, Ron. Yep. At least eight years. Of Miles Square Park, so I know exactly what you what you were saying. That we walk away with such joy because we get to see the smiles, and we probably participate. I would say probably sixty to seventy percent of those kids have never caught a fish ever, and they're hooked for life. And so are the are the families, and we get about seven to eight hundred kids attending. Okay, so it's quite an event. Andrew, what's number two? Number two, what? <clears throat> Number two would have to be uh, the Lake Elsinore Dream Extreme, uh, the last one with you driving the boat. I think that was probably the funniest <laughs> It's all hush-hush. <laughs> You're all hush-hush. No, no, it's really... Oh, no, yeah, you know what? We've had we've had a lot of good moments, and I'm so glad that you've joined the team, Andrew. Um, maybe one day you'll, you'll, you'll raise above six feet under, but, you know, Earthworm, we love you. We love you, Earthworm. Okay, so listen, it's 5.34, which means you're three minutes late. So go get them, get some pictures, send them to me. We'll post them on Angler Chronicles. Get that monster, Andrew. Sounds good. I just have to catch one first. These things are a whole different ballgame over here. Oh, yeah, and you can't use your bow and arrow either. <laughs> if I could just bow and arrow, I would have a, probably a 30-pounder. Yeah. All right, brother. Take care, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, talk to you guys later. All right, that's uh, Andrew Max. So what I want to do now, take advantage right here, okay? And I want to talk, we've been talking about all these lakes and stuff, so I want to talk about Lake Pacific Ocean because something has happened, and now it's for real. It looks like there's been some big stockings going on of bluefin tuna, okay? Also yellowtail. yellowtail, yeah. Yeah, yellowtail, we've been hearing for yellowtail for, what, two or three weeks now? Steve Carson, maybe a little bit more on the yellows. These are just, you know, they're run-of-the-mill yellows. I haven't seen any 40s or anything like that, but there's good quantity yellows, I believe, at Coronados. But now they're finding bluefin tuna, not just by chance, but most of the boats that are going out on a day and a half are returning with limits. Now, Steve Carson, you said you told me you were at Seaforth and at uh, H&M or Fisherman's this week? Yeah, yeah. Seaforth uh, and H&M both uh, talked to a couple different skippers, uh, talked to Taro uh, off, the, uh, off the Liberty, Andrew, Andrew on the Pacifica, and uh, they're all super excited. It's all, it's, it's all coming together just like they hoped. Uh, you know, we've gotten a little bit 
spoiled in the last few years, and, you know, and you have to pinch yourself, it's April. You know, ordinarily, in an ordinary year, which we haven't had in about seven years, um, you know, we would just be starting to see some yellowtail at, at Coronado Islands, and there'd be, you know, not a whiff of, of a tuna of any species anywhere in U.S. waters. They'd still be way, way down in Mexico or way, way out halfway to Hawaii. And, um, there, you know, there's, there's a good volume of bluefin tuna. In fact, while well, I was, on, I was uh, down meeting the shogun, uh, giving them a few things as they were getting ready to go out on their trip, they left at 5 o'clock, I think it was, I remember if it was Wednesday afternoon or Thursday afternoon. They were leaving at 5, so I got off the boat before they left. I wanted to go, but I couldn't. And on their website, they reported limits by midnight. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, uh, now, it's a good, you know, I know we've got people that, again, are a little jaded, a little bit spoiled, and they think that, especially now, you know, somebody that's 20 years old, and maybe they only started fishing three or four years ago, they think this is normal. But, you know, the, the bluefin, there's been a few big ones. There's been a few, uh, just a couple over 150 pounds, a very modest number in the 100 to maybe 130 pound range. Most of them have been in the uh, in the 30 to maybe 80 pound range. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Yeah, I know uh, people are like, oh, I want to catch a big one. Right. At this point in the year, you know, people are a little good practice. They, you know, they're still doing their taxes. <laughs> uh, maybe they haven't changed their lines since last year, Ron. Ron, are you in charge of changing Sergio's line? It's yeah, already done. Trust me, his re- his reels have all been serviced as well. All right, this okay. is well, exactly, <clears throat> and that's because he has you to do it. A lot of people don't have that. Right. Yeah, so uh, so, uh, so let's talk. So let, we'll, we'll, what I want to do is take advantage of a few segments here, uh, because the tuna have shown up, and the yellow the yellowtail yeah. made their showing first. But yellowtail, you can still catch them with your bass rod, not a problem. Uh, once these tuna get into the 50, it's kind of hard on a bass rod. Not that it can't be done, but not recommended, okay? And so we're going to revisit some of the things that uh, Steve has told us throughout the year, uh, years. He, he always says there's five rods you can't leave the, the dock with. Before that, before he gets off the freeway, I want to give a huge shout-out to my adopted son, I guess I could call, okay? That would be Manas Manaz Malikian, he's out there uh, heading to um, Diamond Valley Lake. He's got a tournament tomorrow, so he fishes um, the, um, oh, what, what's it called? The, not the, the BASS, the other one. What's it called? Uh, Steve, help me out here. FLW? FLW. Okay, yeah, he fishes that one, so he's going to go out there and, and go get him, kid. All right? By, so. by the way, that stands for Forest L. Wood, in case you wondered. Not Florida Water. Oh, well, I, I thought that. it's standing for feeling like whiskey. <laughs> no, it's some people it does. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so Manus, go go get them. All right, go get them. Uh, Steve, before we get into all the, the topics, I've got a, uh, a gentleman here. i got Tommy from Cyprus. He's calling in. So uh, good morning, Tommy. Sergio, pretty I'm good. Here. I'm not calling. I'm not calling from Cyprus. I'm in South Jordan, Utah. Oh, in Utah, very cool, Tommy. What's going on? 
How about so me and Kathy, we uh, miss you guys, for one. Uh-huh. Uh, happy anniversary. I know it's the, it's the eight-year anniversary right around that right now. Right, this guys. week. That's this pretty, week. Yeah. Eight years. Yes, yes. And I, I, I did say that on my Facebook post. Um, you know, dealing with this snow over here and, and, and the colder weather is a lot different than Southern California. But um, one of the things that we did is... Um, you know they sell fishing license, and I got it. We got five year fishing license here. Yeah, can you believe that, Steve? Five year, you buy your yeah. license, good for five years. And what, what was the let yeah, me? Yeah, I mean, what was the cost? The state where they want you to fish. One hundred sixty-five dollars Okay, one hundred and sixty-five dollars, which would probably be about two and a half years worth here in California, and they get five years. Okay, <laughs> yeah. and so. And so so this weekend I'm. Looking Friday, this Friday, because I, I go on my five-day this, this week, uh, after this week of work, uh-huh. and uh, we're going to probably go up to this place called Deer Creek Reservoir to check it out, mm-hmm. see what we can do up there. Uh, there's plenty, I know there's plenty of places to fish, I keep hearing about it over here. Um, in about a month, we're going to be in California, so okay, on, the good. 7th of, uh, on the 7th of May... We want to go to the breakfast with you guys after the love show. To have, love to have, love to have you. In fact, Tom, um, you know, since you called in, I'll say for all the listeners, please call in and let us know. Can you remember a fond memory with Angler Chronicles you want to share? I mean, real quick. <laughs> well, that time we went out on the boat and uh, Kathy got injured. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but that's but, not a fun. Well, but, but wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Um, yeah, yeah we, it, we were on the on the um, Sport uh, King, the Sport King with uh, Captain <clears throat> Bruce. We were off the west yeah. end of Catalina Tuna, and we got we were into the tuna. And unfortunately, she walks by and she gets uh, one of the valves or something hit her chin, yeah. her shin, and then just yeah. But we had helicopter. Was it a no? We we got you all the way to um, to the port there at the isthmus, yeah, and we were met by the. Uh, yeah. But please. it was exciting. I yeah, mean, it was. You know, we caught a lot of tuna. I mean, yeah. think about it. tuna on a three quarter. You know, that was that's that's legendary in its own. So, okay. So, all right, uh, Tommy, I gotta let you go. You give Kathy a big, huge hug and a kiss from all of us, and look forward to seeing you the first week of May. Okay. All right. All right. We'll talk Bye, to you later. Guys. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I like that. Okay, so yeah, folks, if you want to call in, we'd love to hear from you just to give us, um, you know, a favorite moment. All right, Steve Carson, hold on a second. Stop ruffling through your, I hear everything, okay? Oops, sorry. Yeah, no, not, well, not, not you this time. <laughs> okay, every piece of paper. There you go. Move that microphone. All right, so Steve Carson, we talked about five essential setups that you have to have uh, today to go out, especially out of San Diego, because we you don't know if you're going to be catching a rockfish, a sand bass, calico bass. It could be a yellowtail in 20 to 12 pounds, or it could be a 150-pound tuna. So what five things do you need to have to make sure you're tackle, you're tackle ready? Now, we can go over the details, and it's not just sand bass and yellowtail. The tuna could be 15 pounds, and it could be 315 pounds. And you do not know what size fish are going to be in the school that comes up under your boat. You can't say, I don't want to catch the big ones, because they don't ask you before they bite your line. So, one through five. Number one, your 20 to 25-pound rig, and I just put these up on Friends of Anglers Chronicles. 
a little more detail. Okay, you know what? Hold it there. I can hear the music in the background. I don't want to miss this. I want to make sure everybody gets here. So while we're on the break, go to Friends of Angler Chronicles, look up Steve's list, and then you can follow along. Folks, you're in Angels Radio, AM830 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles, and from all this one's for all my borrachos out there listening. We'll be right back. You wanna be where everybody knows your name. Roll out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead. The morning's looking bright. Angels Radio. AMA 30. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly, starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio. AME 30. Welcome back, everybody. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. We left with a theme song from my Baracho friends out there, and that was Cheers. Okay, that was a great show. And then the other one, the other one. That we just came in with is what I'm surrounded by, monsters, monsters all the way. Now, Carson, I know you got a story about the monsters. I, I, I have a story about the monsters. Well, there's there's a <clears throat> or used to be a house in Santa Monica that, uh, although it was not really a 1313 Mockingbird Lane, but there was a haunted house that legendarily the Munsters house was based on. It was just an old Victorian that the high school kids used to sneak into. Um, I did that a couple of times. It was actually pretty scary. Allegedly. And I have no recollection of that, Your Honor. <laughs> right? Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm certain with the, with the price, I haven't been there in a while, but I'm certain with the price of Santa Monica real estate that 30 years ago that old house was bulldozed and probably got high-rise condos on it now. Well, on the set, there was a, a little lake, and they had Munster Bass. Get that? Oh. Monster oh. Bass. Oh. That's really cheesy. Get it? Munster cheese. Oh, 
Ron joke. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Okay, and then you put uh, Big Fish. I like that with uh, Kelsey Grammer from Cheers. That's kind of cool. All right. Yeah, oh, I, I, I know what you were fishing for, but um, no, no, no pun intended, Sergio. Yeah, the Munsters was not filmed near either the 40 acres nor MGM lot number two uh, where I used to sneak in and fish. That was... Uh, there were a lot of TV series that were filmed there, but The Monsters was not one of them. Ah, okay. That's well, that, what I think you were looking for. All right, so I got another shout-out coming. I got to do this for my dear friend, who had a birthday this week, by the way, Mr. Steve the bug man okay so him and tony and um eddie eddie okay are on uh clear lake and they're there for day one of the catfish tourney okay so uh team loners team loaners make it happen looking forward to seeing you at the dream extreme derby uh in mid-may all right so uh yeah all right a bug man and uh the finger you guys go ahead and get it done. Team Loners at Clear Lake looking for the biggest catfish That's right. that you know they can find. So best of luck. All right, J- uh, Duncan. I mean, Duncan. Uh, Steve. <laughs> You're both Steves, so it, it all works. Okay. Carson. All right. We were talking about the five key things. You posted them on Friends of Angler Chronicles. Let's review them. Start again with number one. Number one. You're 20 to 25. And this is for tuna, not necessarily for sand bass. For tuna, your 20 to 25 pound rigs, that's going to be for fish up to about 40 pounds when they don't want to bite or the bait is not very good or both. Um, and it can't just be, you know, your rusty old uh, uh, catfish rig from Wally World. It needs <laughs> to be a good quality star drag reel with Ron Fresh Line. Exactly, nice Fresh Line. Fresh Line. Uh, number two, okay, that's why. That's where we really start to digress from from what non-tuna anglers may have sitting in their closet. Your thirty-pound rig needs to be a two-speed reel. Uh, I like the the, the, the pen torque or fathom fifteen lever drag two-speed. There's plenty of other ones, equivalent size, and I can I can hear the professional athletes now. Forget the forget the old gray-haired angler sitting in that radio studio. Uh, I can hear the, the, the professional athletes saying, oh, you don't need a, uh, a two-speed for your 30-pound rig. Not only do the old guys need it, but the young guys need it too because with when you hook that, that 50, 60, 70-pound tuna on 30-pound because that's all they'll bite, if, you, uh, if, if you're doing the old pump-up reel down that everybody has to do with a single-speed reel, every time you drop the rod down when you're reeling down, that tuna can point his nose down and just kick his tail, and maybe you cranked him up five feet, he kicks his tail, and he goes ten feet. Now the fight is twice as long. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because people don't realize what's going on. Um, we say you got to turn the fish's head. Well, yeah, everybody just says it, but I don't know if people really understand what that means. If you get that fish coming towards you, okay, and that means with the head pointing towards you, he'll still fight you. But he's coming towards you. If he's right. able to turn completely around, you better hold on and hope he doesn't spit out the hook. Um, every time you take off uh, tension, and that's when you go down and up and down. And we all do that, okay? You know, you know, you you if reel using, down and you pull up. Speed reels, we do. We yeah. don't all do it. If we got two speed reels, that's Correct. the point. 
And, and there's plenty of uh, of rigs now that are two speed, and they're they're smaller reels. They're perfect for uh, for for exactly what you're saying. And you mentioned there are a couple the torque two speed, um, that TRQ fifteen two speed. Those are really good. You got a fathom two speed. So there's a, a wide variety of, of of reels, ideal for thirty pound, and ideal for you know some of these tuna with with two speed. Okay. Also, I will tell you this: if you do like if you like rock fishing, okay, you wouldn't believe how cool it is to have uh, a low gear. Okay, because it takes pulling up from from the depths. Okay, will take its toll on you, especially if you're catching some bigger models. So it's just easier to just put it in low speed and just bring them up. You know. So uh, the, the whole point is to keep tension on the line, keep your rod bent. And uh, don't let them turn your head, as you were saying. So, so we got the uh, the, the twenty twenty five pound rig. Can I change that one, Steve, to a fifteen to thirty? Okay. Uh, is, is... Well, well, yeah. I I, <laughs> I actually use fifteen pound more often than than I like to admit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the captains that I work with don't like me to say that right no um, and, and i understand but see here's the thing you know a lot of times uh, you can't get bit okay and if you look at some of the uh yellowtail that we've seen in the last couple of weeks these these are 10 to 15 pound uh fish okay so you know 20 and 30 pound it seems like overkill and with 15 you can get it done now if you have a sea line problem and you have to get the fish then yeah, the heavier the better because you're gonna have to crank them, get them away from those sea lines. But um, if you can get away with 15, 20, um, is ideal. Okay, so that's the only. Here's, here's the thing, Sergio. Now everybody out there listening in Radio Land and say, "Oh, that's not me." But the, the reason that that uh, the majority of captains don't like to see people using 15 pound line on on even small tuna is because. They don't know how, how good of a knot tire you are. Um, in their world, they see a lot of people that are not very good knot tires at all. Um, and unlike you, Sergio, most people don't have somebody to tie their knots on for them like <laughs> Hey, I got my eyes fixed a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, he's doing pretty good now. I finally got my eyes fixed, okay? <laughs> I had, you know, cataracts on both eyes, got them both done. Now I can see, like, really, I can see better than Ron now. All right, people, before we run out of time. their line. Most, okay. most people think that changing the line means once every couple of years. No, 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 no. no, no, no After no. every, yeah. Every one or two trips. Yep. All right, here, here's what I would do. Okay, so we've got the tw- number one. I'm going to go 15 to 30 on that one. Number two, a, a solid 30-pound rig. I love that. Number three. Number three, at the end of the year, you will probably have caught the most fish on number three. That's your 40-pound rig. Correct. Now, I like I like the, the, the pen torque. Um, I get a discount on them, so the, the budget isn't as important to me. Um, a lot of people like the Pen Fathom 25 Narrow. Uh, both work well, obviously at two speed. Um, also, I should add, Sergio, even though I do qualify among the gray-haired anglers uh, group, um, I like an eight-foot rod on just about all these rigs up to this point. Um, yeah. th- to me, the castability is very very key i need Mm -hmm. to make sure i can get my bait both away from the boat and maybe a little bit further out than everybody else on the boat and you know later on matters yeah later on we're going to be joined by oliver 
from Fishing Syndicate, and then we'll talk about you know what a composite rod does, what a graphite rod does, and now he's got his J90, which is complete fiberglass, and that thing you can whip whatever. Guys, think about this. Um, we're talking about tuna primarily. Uh, you're talking about surface fishing, okay? So if you're going to take a, a, a sardine and try to whip it out, you're lucky if you can get, what, 15 feet? Tw I mean, 20 feet, that's a lot, right. okay? And you just depend on the drift. If, if you're smart and you can figure it out because the captain and the deckhands will be yelling at you as to where to cast and then follow your line, okay? You'll see as the boat goes away, your bait goes away. If your bait finds the boat... Don't recast it because it already knows where the boat is. He's just going to come right back. Once they learn it, it's too late. Okay? So um, so that, that's important. So, yes, a very whippy rod. I, I totally agree. we got about three minutes, Carson, so I need you to finish four and five for me. Okay, number four, that's the one a lot of people don't have. I get a ton of emails on that. That's your 60- to 80-pound rig, pen torque or pen fathom. 40 narrow size put 500 yards of 80 pound braid on it top shot it with 50 or 60 or 80 pound mono based on what the captain tells you that'll handle the tuna up to 175 pounds and in previous years that would mean the biggest tuna you would ever catch in your life but nowadays you also need rig number five which is your 80 to 100 pound rig and that would be a Penn International, either a 16 or even a 20. Fill it up with 500-plus yards of 100-pound chest braid. And your top shot could be 80 or 100 or 130 pounds. And you use that primarily for fishing the jigs down deep at night. And, yes, if you say you don't want to catch a 200-pounder, it doesn't matter what you say. If she the jig, he's going to bite it. If you don't have a rig like that, you're not going to land them. Now we got about 30 seconds. Go. Okay, Steve, real quick, do you prefer a, a six and a half or a seven and a half foot rod for that for that big? For, for that, actually, for the for the 60 pound rig, seven foot eight, I've settled on that length, and on the 100 pound rig, uh, seven feet even. Okay, yeah, uh, the six foot. You know, we used to fish even five foot back in the day. That's just, just not right. Now, I mean, guys, always remember on these heavier rods. They usually have a longer, you know, the, the, the handle, okay, the, the hypalon on it, and that's meant for you to put it on the rail, okay? That's very, very important. Um, I got to do justice to our dear friend Ben, who is not here. Um, you know, you mentioned all the um, all the pen reels. Accurate has a great lineup, too, two speeds we use as well. Good combination. Every price range is covered. Um, I'm telling you, I am in love with my new Fathom. Low profile. Oh my lord! Has that that thing is it's, it's got so much. I mean, strength, torque. I love it. So, um, guys, check out all the information that Steve posted up. Uh, it's very good. He actually gives you options. Okay. All right. We're gonna take uh, another short break. I'm gonna leave you with another smash hit TV show. When we come back, we will talk with none other than the sheriff himself, Mr. Danny Jackson. All right, folks. Angels Radio. AMA 30 KLAA. We'll be right back. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. 
Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast. And now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at treatcv19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. There are so many words to describe Panera's new chef's chicken sandwiches. The chicken, juicy, succulent, seared. The brioche roll, buttery and toasty. The Parmesan crisps, crunchy, tangy. The secret aioli, creamy and rich. All those words. But when you have a bite, you might just be left speechless. Panera's new Chef's Chicken Sandwiches. Enjoy a free drink with purchase of a new Chef's Chicken Sandwich. Restrictions apply. For details, visit PaneraBread.com slash online code. Hi, this is Trent Rush, and Angels Baseball is less than 12 hours on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA 30 KLAA, its owners or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome back to our number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30K LAA. A message, Paul, hang in there, guy. I'll be right, I'll, I'll get to you. But, uh, oh, keep going on the music. Keep going on the music. I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the man himself, the jig slinger, the man who really, really pushed me into what we're doing today in Angler Chronicles. Ladies and gentlemen, Danny Jackson. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Sergio and our A-team this morning. Uh, Steve, Ron, Tony, Andrew. Hope I didn't miss anybody. Uh, good morning to everyone. You know, um, Sergio, you've been talking about our anniversary, 8th anniversary. i just been uh, making some notes about some of my favorite episodes, if I may, uh, over the years, the eight years, and, and types of episodes as well. But uh, let me just go through this list, and then, then, then we can all comment. Anyone wants to comment. Okay. But, um, you, you know, we started off, uh, first of all, we did 20 new episodes our first year alone. Mm-hmm. And that didn't even start until April. So we, we had a very busy first year uh, coming out of the gate there. Uh, my very first, I shouldn't say my, our very first uh, episode, number one, Big Bass and Bugs. You know, I was kind of anxious over that one because... You know, and looking forward to it because, you know, when Angler Chronicles, uh, when we became Angler Chronicles, everybody knows, of course, uh, you know, I was with Ronnie Kovac for 12 years, but but the fishing ventures, the old Ronnie Kovac shows, they were all in standard definition. So, you know, one thing, Sergio, you and I talked about there uh, uh, before we opened up was we've got to get to high definition, of course. We, we We were lagging on that. Mm-hmm. And yet uh, we did we did that, and and my uh, our first episode, and it was in high definition, was Big Bass and Bugs, Bobby Martinez and the boys, and and uh, that that was just one of my favorites to this day. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you well one all. other thing, one other thing about that thing that that we put into play, and I think we were the first ones on, on, on this type of TV show for, for fishing that actually put it in play, and that was the use of a drone. None of yeah. the other shows had drones. <laughs> so we here we come in, we launch our first show with drone footage, okay, and also um, high definition. And let me tell you, yeah. I mean, I got so much slack. Okay, on that dronage over the wall with somebody, somebody sending me a nasty email saying, how dare I give away a fishing spot? And I'm going, dude, that's the wall. Everybody knows the wall. And on top of that, you actually uh, show the footage going over the wall and you gave the history yeah. on why yeah. the wall was there. So, yeah. Not well, I, I great can't episode. believe I, I remember that. Uh-huh. I remember that. And that was quite honestly, it was quite a dis- kind of disgusting, uh, really. Because the wall's been there since the early 40s. Okay, mm-hmm. that's not a secret. But, but the whole point is this. It's above water. So if you haven't discovered that there's a wall and it's in three parts, um, yeah, okay. Then, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. So anyway, okay, so we got Big Bass and Bugs. That uh, we that, did with yeah, Chris Bona. That was one of, one of my favorites. And, you know, you mentioned Miles Square. Um, this is not one of the episodes, but the, the, the work that we did, uh, and still do for the Mile Square uh, fishing derbies for the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, we do a lot of things, Sergio, for you and Ron, especially doing something, anything for the kids uh, is is um, is front and center. And it always has been with Anger Chronicles. So Mile, the Mile Square uh, uh, derbies that we participated, not participated, organized, did the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Now, mo- moving on, Olive Crest, okay? Mm-hmm. All of the Olive Crest episodes, again, for the kids, foster care children, children, uh, millions millions of dollars raised uh, in all, all of the episodes we did for Olive Crest. Very proud of that. Passing on the Passion was another good one. Again, getting the kids interested in, in and fishing, my kids, your kids, Ron's, Ron's kid, uh, and we had Mike Lane and Scott Petzl with their kids on that that one. Mm-hmm. The fish for life, the fish for life episode aboard the Dana Pride, uh, the special needs kids. Boy, that will always be in my heart. Now, how about all of the Van Warmer Resort episodes, the shoe giveaways, mm-hmm. uh, especially the shoe giveaways, all of these fundraising things, and and. Uh, and for the kids, uh, mm-hmm. Fireman's Fish Shop, a fundraiser just for the for the injured the firefighters. Again, Sergio, you know And what? the one Nobody. we just did. Now, listen, Voyage for Vets is not out yet because we just filmed it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, when do you see that one? You know, um, here's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say. We've got some great episodes, and I'm glad you highlighted that because um, do you remember, Danny, um, when we decided to do this? where we were yeah, I remember exactly where we were we were having lunch we were, somewhere we were, at, we were having lunch oh, we somewhere. were having lunch at Dukes in Huntington Beach right and right? I said I said you know what because because <laughs> I remember you and and Terry came to me he said we got to do this I go, oh, I'm not sure and you know yeah. then I said okay I'll tell you what and I made a I, I don't know why I said this I go, you make sure that owners on board and I'm there remember that 
And Terry goes, okay, yeah. we met uh, with uh, owner, we met with Turner's, and they 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 championed. They said absolutely. So then I called Ron. I go, dude, you want you want in on this? And he was already playing around with the Angler Chronicles uh, website, which was <laughs> that was a joke back then. Um, he was getting everything up to par, and off we went. And I'm looking eight years in the rearview mirror, and it's like, wow. And you know, it's something that you know when. You, you you had a little gesture yesterday. Yesterday, you and I did some voiceovers on, on the boat for an upcoming episode, and you had some gestures when you said, well, yeah, we're done. Do you remember the first time you got me on camera? Uh, yeah, well, that would have been... <laughs> it wasn't that, that easy, that was it? Long Beach. It wasn't no, that easy. it wasn't at first. It, it wasn't at first. You know, you're, you're getting to be the one take Sergio now and you know that <laughs> in, in the old days you know we all we were all learning mm-hmm. we were all learning but we were still uh, turning out uh, really really good episodes let me just move on real quick uh-huh. dream extreme derbies you know the first one we did was 2014 yeah the first uh, year we were out we've done eight of them mm-hmm. yeah the, the very first year uh real quick let me just finish the list all the ocean odyssey trips yes british columbia southeast alaska uh, River of Dreams, one of my favorites there in, in southwest Oregon. And, of course, all the Freedom Boat Club episodes, which we'll have a new one here hopefully in a couple of weeks. And adding John Simpson, let me, I've got to mention John, you know, um, in, the, in the production of these episodes. You know, he is the ace drone pilot. Never seen anybody better. I don't think there is anyone better. No. And his cinematography is just excellent. It's added so much to our programming. So he's actually expanded anyway, my way of thinking. I'll tell you what I, I've I've gotten upset a couple of times because the drone wasn't where it's supposed to be, in my opinion. And then he shows me what it were was over, and I go, "Oh my God!" He makes me shut up. I will tell you this: John yeah. is really part of the family. Okay, we I think we've Angler Chronicles has become a family, and John is an intricate part of the family. He really propels us to a to a front line and what I my vision really came to pass, which is I didn't want Danny Jackson filming. I needed Dan, Danny Jackson editing and I needed Danny Jackson putting his finishing touches. And I know at first she didn't understand that, but let me tell you, you and I catch things that nobody else catches. Okay? And yeah. and, and that yeah. I think that that's that's been the great part there. Okay. So Danny before did you finish your list by the way? That my I did, yeah. Okay. Before we go any I'm gonna have to keep you for two segments here. Let me go real sure. quick let me go real quick to Paul. He's been hanging on the line for a long time. Good morning, Paul. Hey, good morning everybody. I just wanna say uh, happy anniversary and happy birthday and all that. And my favorite two events since I've been with you guys since the beginning. The two trips I remember uh, vivid in my mind was one on the Tornado when, at the end of the day, I, I hooked a big lingcod, a 20-pounder. We put it up on the uh, on the cutting board, and, and uh, it, we opened it up because it had a belly like a watermelon, and inside it was a three-pound red rockfish. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember you were standing there yeah. right next to the guy when he was opening it up, and Larry was filming it and narrating it. And boy, did that stink when that fish came out. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and your but second my one? Favorite, oh. My favorite trip was the one on the El Dorado when we went out on a day and a half. And the first uh, stop was the backside of 
Clemente and those uh, friggin' sea lions were everywhere. We weren't mm-hmm. getting much. So then we went to the front side of Catalina where the fleet was catching the little puppy yellowtails. And I know we got four yellowtail on, on the boat. They we had five. We had, we had five yellowtails. You know what? That, that, that was a trip that uh, Captain Jeff and myself, we, we sweated that one because we went all the yep. way to, to, to Clemente, but we couldn't. I mean, all the boats were there, and all the boats were getting nothing. And then we left right. um, about 9 o'clock in the morning, was it? About 9.30, we left there, headed to the front side of Catalina. And at yep. 6 o'clock in the afternoon, I think we had a total of five smaller Yellowtail, and Captain Jeff yeah, says, "You know what? Um, I'm going to throw in the towel here, but I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's go uh, anchor up on a couple of these coves that I know, and while we have dinner, okay? Because it was a little bit choppy on the outside, so we could get some cover in one of the coves, okay? He goes, so we'll catch some calicos and we'll see. So I didn't eat because if you tell me it's calicos, I'm, I'm fishing off the stern." And all of a sudden, one of the guys on the stern just goes bendo. And you can tell the rest of the story. Well, yeah, I I, uh, I hooked uh, and landed two white sea bass, and then I hooked and handed a white sea bass. But at the end of the day, we had 18 guys on the boat. We ended up with 20, 21 white sea bass, and they were all coolies, like 30-pounders. And the one that Larry's son, Matt, caught was a 44-pounder, and... And uh, it was fun because that was the first trip I brought our certified club scale uh, on. And, right. Uh, we got to weigh them. Anyone that wanted their fish weighed, they got them weighed. It was really cool. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Again, thanks for all the fun times, Sergio. You made a better fisherman out of me and all your team. Uh, past, present, and future. Uh, let's keep this thing going. I appreciate it, yeah, Paul. Thank you so much. It's been some great memories and a lot more memories to come. I promise. All right. Thanks, Paul. All righty. Okay. Um, So, Danny, hold on a second. I've got none other than Captain Don Ashley from Pier Point Landing. Let's say good morning, Donnie. Good morning, guys. Everybody's healthy and enjoying the beautiful weather. Oh, a lot cooler today. Yeah. You know what, Donnie? Hold on. I can hear the music. We've got to break. We'll come back. We'll talk to uh, to you and with Danny. Uh, Folks, you're on Angels Radio, AM830, KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles, and uh, let's see if you figure out this one. We'll be right back. Angels Radio. AM830. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Fishing fanatics will love a value pack membership in Freedom Boat Club. For only a one-time entry fee and low monthly dues, you can access offshore fishing boats, walk-arounds, bow riders, pontoons, and cruisers at 
Freedom Boat Club of Huntington Beach and San Diego, plus 950 boats at nearly 100 locations nationwide. Hook up with Freedom Boat Club and get three months free on all new memberships. Call 888-781-7363. That's 888-781-7363. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Angels Radio. AMA 30. Welcome back, everybody. Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA, and it's everything I could do to stop Ron from pounding on the on the drums, which uh, in this case was a desk. Right, Ron? That's right. It was you, a desk. You, if, if for folks that you don't know, and I can uh, play that, Ron so. is a drummer. So exactly, he it was. Don't do it! Don't do it! <laughs> Shake that. Anyway, let me uh, welcome in uh, to the conversation, uh, Mr. Oliver Solis from Fishing Syndicate. Good morning, Oliver. Good morning, Sergio. All right, now you got to stay online here because I got I got to I I hear something. Did you hear that? No, do it again. I can't make it out. I can't make it out. So just tell me. All right. What was it? Go ahead, Sergio. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me go back to Captain Don Ashley from Pierpoint Landing. Good morning, Donnie. You've got a great thing. You know, we were talking with Danny, and one of the things that um, Angler Chronicles standed by was trying to get more kids out fishing. Um, Rhonda and I wanted a big family. We're, we're not blessed. We were only blessed with one son, and that's it. Not out of lack of trying. Um, but, you know, I really wanted a large family. So, you know... Uh, I do everything I can for kids, okay? And whether it be the Olive Crest, whether it be Friends of Rollo, whether it be the kids at Mile Square Park, um, the Olive Crest with the foster care kids, whatever we can do, even the ones in Mexico, okay? And you have something that's really cool for kids going on starting on the 11th, correct? Yes, yes. So go ahead and yeah. introduce it. Okay, I got something Sort of breakfast. Yeah, on the 11th, every year before the pandemic, we've been doing Kids Fish Free for the springtime break. So we're starting back up on the 11th uh, every day, Saturday and Sunday from the 11th, and that goes through the 24th. One child can go fishing free with a paid adult. Child has to be under 16, so 15 or under, and then go on the Enterprise, which will be running at 6 a.m. Or the city of Long Beach, the half day boat that goes at 10 a.m. every day. So they just call, book online, and uh, you know if you want to call in and say, "Hey, I already bought a ticket on there, and I'm bringing one child," you know that just gives you a heads up. But the loads are really, really light. We get to the heat spell, and then we're gonna have some really nice fishing weather, and things are all starting to get busy. Well, yeah. Now that you mentioned the Enterprise, we have a trip on Thursday, right, Ron? Right on the fourteenth. On the 14th. Why don't you introduce the uh, trip, Ron? <clears throat> well, as usual, every year we start off our season aboard the Enterprise, which is uh, Donnie's graciously always, you know, made it arrangements for that to happen. <clears throat> um, there are some spots still available. And you book through the landing? And you book through the landing. You Like uh, Donnie just said, uh, per, you know, prefer to get on, go online, but there is somebody there that you can talk to. Okay, so uh, what is it, Pierpoint? Pierpoint. Yeah, Donnie, what is it, PierpointLanding.com? dot net dot net yeah yes dot net and stuff and, right. and 
I like I say it's gonna be light load. The boat usually carry you know, we used to carry ninety people, but now we're we we're self restricted even though the pandemic's led enough, so we're not putting big crowds on there. Mm-hmm. So they can go that way and they can hop on the boat. We've been fishing local and trying for the deeper water rock fish and it's been really good and then moving in and fishing whitefish and the other stuff and always looking for the calico bass and the bonita. Well, well, let me just say this. Danny, I'm borrowing your reel. Just saying. <laughs> okay, Jackson? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. The, uh, the Tanacom. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, electric reel, absolutely. So, Donnie, um, what's the best way to get on either the Enterprise, the city of Long Beach, or the Tornado? Well, the tornado is not doing kids fish free. No, 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 no. But how, how would they book? How would they book? They a, book on to our website, PeerPointLanding.net, and uh, you know they they can book a trip. The tornado has some trips coming up. Mm-hmm. Season fishing, deep water cod uh, at Nick when the wind wasn't blowing or isn't blowing, and there's still plenty of room on all the trips. They do super well. And for other information, Nick call. Point Landing, 562-983-9300. Just want to get those kids out fishing free, get them away from those computers. And get them Absolutely. Outside. Absolutely. Don't give your, don't buy your kid an Xbox, buy him a tackle box. Get them outside. Uh, all of us were raised outside, and you know what? I mean, I remember the time for me to go inside the house is when the lights came on on the streets, okay? I think the reason we don't get as sick as some of the new generation because we ate, we, we drank water out of a hose. Uh, I remember how many times I got my face in mud, okay? I mean, it's just, just things we did. I, like I always say, we, ate, we used to eat dirt, okay? Um, I just, let's get these kids back outside away from those computer screens and enjoying the sun, enjoying the, the, the outdoors, uh, the ocean. And, and, you know, the Enterprise is such a great platform. It's such a big boat. You know, um, it's great for teaching, and that's what we plan to do next Thursday, the 14th. So if you want to come out with the Angler Chronicles crew, go to PeerPoint.net. And get on that one the 14th and set it off. Uh, would the kids' special work for the 14th or no? Well, you know, it's your your guys' trip. We're booking it. But I would say it'll work just because, uh, you know, we don't have we have that huge capacity. And right. There are not that many kids that show up. But yeah, so I would I'll... say go ahead. Uh, it, it, uh, yes, it works for the enterprise. Okay, so if you want to take if you want to take your kid out of school, okay. You know, you could say he's had a cold. It would probably work right now. And just bring him out. We'd love to, to teach them. You know, Ron and myself will be on that boat. We we, we hook and hand for all the kids, and it's just a lot of fun. We just love kicking off the season aboard the Enterprise at a Pier Point Landing. Donnie, as always, a pleasure, sir. And thank you for uh, putting this Kids Fish Free special for all the kids. It's huge. I, it, it warms my heart, brother. All right, well, thanks for giving me a chance to put that info out there. You guys have a great weekend, and stay stay safe and get your booster shots. You got it, and I'll see you next Thursday. Bye. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got my booster shot yesterday. Oh, did you? Okay, I'm not due for a while, so I'm good. All right, <laughs> let me go uh, back to Danny, and now we got Oliver yeah. and Steve online. Danny, um, I think we had just finished talking about uh, your favorite episodes. What, what I'd like to ask you is a question I'm going to ask everybody. So everybody pay attention. Danny is my second guinea pig here. 
what, what was one of your favorite moments with Angler Chronicles? Any particular adventure, or when I oh, make oh you pull God. your hair, oh or when you when you <laughs> wanted to, to shoot me? I, I don't know. Well, you know what? We're all human beings. We probably wanted to shoot each other from time to time, you know. But I'm perfect. But um, <laughs> well, well, I know, I know. So make, that makes it more difficult. You it know? sure does. But. Um, <laughs> No, uh, you know what? The favorite moments, uh, you know, you've, you've taken care of uh, so good a, of care of veterans as well. You know, the fundraisers, of course, but uh, but even these veterans event uh, episodes like Anna Kappa 101, Heroes on the Water we did in, in, in San mm-hmm. Diego Harbor. The one you just finished uh, was not on the air yet, Battle of the Branches. Mm-hmm. You know, the, all of these things, you know, I'm a Navy veteran, and when I... I think of the things that Angler Chronicles, that's you and Ron, have done for the veterans. I mean, I think that's just real cool. So th- those are those are favorite. Um, you know, and along um, those lines, you know, I have a lot of respect for for Mike Lum. Okay, and he told me Sergio, without yeah. a shadow of the doubt, nobody can argue this. Nobody does as much charity work as as, as Angler Chronicles, and you know I don't no. look at I don't look at it as charity. I I just look at it as we need to do that. We need to give back. I've always told everybody I have one son. He's going to inherit all the material goods, but I want to leave him a legacy. I want to remember I want to remember his dad because of something he did, not something he left him. You know, and uh, we've been very blessed to come all together. And since day one, I remember. We, we did all these episodes, and then we met with Brant McLaughlin from Carter the Teresa at the Long Beach Yacht Club. He wanted us to do our first olive crest, and um, he goes, you guys want to do this? And I said, you know what? We've been looking for for an organization that we could give back to, and the olive crest was the first one, and I'm happy to announce that we will be doing it again this year, okay? I know it's not open to the public, but we're hoping to raise maybe another $300,000 for these kids. And um, just to give you an idea, $7.68, I think, a day to uh, house, feed, and educate a child. Um, so 300000 goes a long way. And so we're looking forward to doing that and more work with the Friends of Rollo. And we've got Tuna Wars coming up. Uh, in fact, uh, you said I just said Tuna Wars. That's your cue. Yeah. Well, let me get to Tuna Wars in one second here, Sergio, oh, sure. before, sure, sure. before I uh, sign off for uh, this morning. You know, uh, in the Navy, when a brand-new ship is is built and and is commissioned, the first crew on, on any Navy ship, the very first crew, all, all of the crew members are called plank owners, okay? I just want to say happy anniversary to the plank owners, at Angler Chronicles, and I hope I don't miss somebody. If I do, please forgive me and let me know who it is. Of course, you, Sergio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Hobbs, of course. Uh, Steve Carson. Tony Williams. You guys are plank owners, okay? You were here from day one. Day You're one. You're still here. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, th- those things are important. Those things are important. You know, and, right, let's get to the wait, And they're still there. I've been trying to scrape them off, you know, like the bottom of a boat, and the barnacles won't come don't, off. Don't forget the other plank owner yourself, <laughs> Danny. Yeah. Yeah, well, Danny. Oh, uh, well, okay. The three of us, I think, you, me, and Danny, Ron, I think that's where it really originated. And we had Mia, used to be here, you know. So, uh, Tony, it's been a pleasure. I told him this morning, it's been a pleasure. All right, tell me what's going on TV tomorrow. 
Tomorrow is Tuna War 6, last year's Tuna Wars. Uh, again, another fundraiser, Captain Rollo's Kids at Sea. This is what you're all about, Sergio, and Angler Chronicles. And I'll let you talk about the trip. It was, you know, you had Dave Marciano, Paul Hebert, Wicked Tuna, mm-hmm. and uh, and then, of course, Ben Seacrest. Talk about the fishing. There was some big fish on Yeah, we had, uh, I want to say, 11 fish over 100 pounds. Um, it was really an epic, epic um, trip, and I don't know. It's just it's and it, it's all for a good, good um, reason. I mean, we're raising money for kids, and and it's like wow. And then when I see you know Captain Marciano and, and Ebert, they're they're coming all the way from the East Coast on their dime. They're staying on their dime, and they're donating all their time. The least that we could do is do the same and uh, put together these great episodes so that everybody can enjoy and, and believe me we do have fun on them we have a lot of fun on them and i'm happy to announce that we will be filming number seven okay to know we're seven and it will be aboard believe it or not the ocean odyssey this year so it'll be aboard the ocean odyssey i'll be again with um dave marciano uh his team and paul ebert i think I want to say he's on the Liberty. I'm not sure. Uh, I'll find out which boat uh, they're on. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Ron, I think you're going to try to join us this year, so that'll be good. Looking forward to it. And um, tomorrow, 8.30 in the morning, Tuna War 6. Yes. Valley Sports West. I just want to, again, happy anniversary to everyone, everyone at Angler Carnicles. We've done eight years. Sergio, let's start working on the next date. You got it, brother. All right, we're going to take okay. a, we're going to break. All right, and uh, we left you with Hawaii. We came in with Hawaii Five O, I think. Yes. Well, no, but I, I can hear it already. Here goes Ang- Angels uh, Radio AM eight thirty KLA. We're we'll right back. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. Angels Radio, AM 830. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Friday, happy days, but we get no 
right, it's Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLA, and how could I not do this one? For a couple of reasons. One, I'm going to let Steve in a second here tell you, yeah, but everybody that knows me, I always do the, do the thumbs up, and I was doing the thumbs up when I was a baby. I've got photos to prove it, and also with my cross feet as a baby, so I'm telling you, but Mr. Fonz, I won't say, I'm going to say the Fonz, okay? I'll let... Uh, Steve Carson introduced him with his real name. He made the, the thumbs up. It was, hey. So, anyway, I just thought it was funny. And I used to watch this religiously. It would come on at 8 o'clock, and then at 8.30, you'd watch Laverne and Shirley on That's Channel right. 7. Right. Uh, Shamil, Shamal, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Carson, why don't you give a, a, a quick brief um, uh, on Happy Days and why it's well, important. Henry Winkler uh, is a very, very hardcore angler, one of the hardest core anglers among, uh, uh, you know, the Hollywood celebrity list that, uh, that, you know, that's out there. I mean, he's even actually written a book on fishing. Yes. So my question is, how come you haven't had him on as a guest yet? Um, uh, I can tell you why. I can tell you why, Sergio. You don't have to answer. That's because his appearance fee is probably more than the annual budget of the show. But, but you know what? How cool would it be to end the show with me and him doing the thumbs up? Because everybody knows me as doing thumbs up, and he's the Fonz, so, you know, it's all good. It's all good. That, that would be cool, but it's Hollywood, so mm. you know what? Hollywood. Over the green stuff talks. All right. All right, so let me do this. i got a couple of callers here. Let me, let me go to John B. Uh, he's been waiting patiently. Good morning, John. Good morning, Sergio and crew. Happy anniversary to everybody. Thank you. You were there almost almost Thank at you. the beginning as well. Quite, uh, quite yeah, close. From the beginning. Yeah. You were involved with the schools right off the, off yeah. the, uh, the get-go. So I appreciate all your time, John. Oh, man. It's been an honor and a privilege to be a part of this journey. And I'm looking forward to many more years of being part of this journey. You got it. Favorite, favorite, uh, favorite time. Favorite time? Oh, man, the the first trip to Cedros. We had so much fun out there, and we ate so much, I thought we were all going to die. <laughs> I remember that. That was a good yellowtail fishing on that one. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. That was amazing. Yeah, I remember you guys all telling me that because I was much younger in those days, and I was hurting those fish, and you kept telling me my ergonomics were wrong, and I was like, nah, I'm just going to hurt these fish. <laughs> yeah, the fish hurt you. You know what? And uh, yeah, it's was... funny because, uh, you know, Cliff, our dear friend Cliff, he made a trip with me and Ron, <laughs> and he was fighting these fish. And then I kept trying to explain, harder you pull, the harder they pull. And he's just muscling them. And after, like, one fish, he just couldn't handle it. And Ron, you know, he, Ron and I were just back-to-back fish. And he goes, how do you do it? I go, you finally ready to learn? And we, we, we showed him. It took one fish. I hooked and handed one on mine. I said, now, just when he wants to run, you let him run, use your drag, I mean, everything. And Cliff got it immediately, and he started boating fish after fish. And I think the trip that he did with us is where he had those big brutes. We had four, over, almost all our fish were over 40, 45 yeah. pounds. Every yellowtail was over 40 pounds. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun with Cliff. And I had another day when Cliff and I went to the um, the... Everybody went to the wrong side. I said, We're going, we don't want quantity. We want to go quality. And it was just him and I on the boat. We headed to the, towards North Point, calm, super, super calm waters. And we got into some beasts. Okay. We brought in some really nice fish. But anyway, John, yeah, Cedros was definitely, uh, definitely a highlight. So 
John, thank you so much, brother, for uh, being part. Look forward to many more years to go, and I'll see you soon on the center console. I'll take you out fishing. Yes, sir. I'll give you a call a bit later. Uh, everybody out there, come out fishing with us. Have some fun because that's rule number one on every boat. Have and, fun. And rule number two? See rule number one. Don't catch more fish than Sergio. <laughs> no, no, no. See rule number one. It's all about having some See fun. rule number one. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Excellent. All right, everybody. Have a good one. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. We have Oliver, which would be um, Rico Suave, and it wouldn't be the same if we didn't have, you know, the other guy, the ice man. The, the, the vanilla ice. So you got vanilla ice with Rico Suave. Folks, let me introduce here, let me bring them back on online, Steve Phelps from Long Beach Sport Fishing, Ice Ice Baby. You know, I could play your theme songs, you know, you know, if I was like... Oh, we, we both got it going on, okay. <laughs> okay, so that that that's for... Um, uh, for Steve, but you, you didn't you didn't get the other one, so I, I'll I'll do the you don't have the other one, so I I have this. It wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be right to embarrass Steve and not Oliver. I, I I'm ashamed to say I don't have that one. You don't have Rico Suave. No, no I do not. Well. <laughs> I, I guess it's just a thing, Oliver. You and I, and, and Tony should be able to identify. There go. But Tony's from Bolivia. He's 10,000 feet up in the air, so he's very little oxygen. So it's all good. It's all good. God, I can't hit these people any harder. Steve, oh, um, talk to me. Talk to me about the El Dorado. Every time they go out, they're coming back with sack limits. Dude, really? Unbelievable oh, yeah. fishing. Yeah, Captain TJ's been putting the wood to these fish, guys. I mean, it's been uh, it's been phenomenal. The only word for it. He's been uh, sack limiting on reds, sheephead, lingcod, whitefish. Uh, he's had a few days where he got you know forty to fifty lingcod, but it's it's been sack limits every trip. Coming home a little a little earlier than normal, but everyone's been walking off the boat happy, full, full, full bags of fish fillets big fat fillets it's been it's been absolutely phenomenal um couple couple announcements though regarding the el dorado we are switching over to surface fishing you know focusing on surface fishing sunday night and uh you know the main target island would be clemeni you know weather permitting navy permitting all that good stuff but he's going to be focusing on surface fishing starting sunday night and of course if need be he will you know in the afternoon go load up the sacks with rockfish but Captain TJ wants to start doing some uh, surface fishing. We've been getting a lot of calls about, you know, when we're switching over. Well, we're switching over Sunday night, guys. Um, the boat leaves at 8.30 p.m. And a couple more, couple more things regarding the El Dorado. Um, for the month of April, every Tuesday night, it's uh, 175 instead of 200 so you're saving $25 for island freelance. And, of course, every Wednesday night, like everyone knows, it's a Calico Bass special. Every Wednesday night, Fishing Thursday on the El Dorado, Fishing Calico Bass. Target Island is San Clemente Island. So for you bass fishermen, every Wednesday night on the El Dorado. Yeah, i gotta, I got to get myself on that boat. Uh, that's my thing. Excellent. Steve, what's the best way to hook up and get on the victory and get on the, um, uh, on the El Dorado? It's longbeachsportfishing.com, and then you click book online. Uh, if you have any any questions or problems with the website, give me a call at 562-432-8993. And uh, regarding the victory real quick, mm -hmm. uh, Captain Phil and Captain George 
been fishing local, and local fishing has been really, really, really good. Lots of rockfish, you know, Boccaccio reds, uh, going inside in the afternoon, catching sheephead, whitefish. It's been really good. Guys are walking up the boats with, you know, big sacks of fish. It's been really good. The Victory departs every day at 6 a.m., returns between 4 and 5. Excellent. And, uh, Ron, when's our first uh, Victory trip? Oh, the first victory trip that that we have is actually sold out, and okay. um, and but we have an El Dorado trip on May twentieth, right? May twenty second, twenty second, and I do have three spots. We have three spots available, guys. So if you want to go on the El Dorado, and by then we should be uh, San Clemente surface fishing. Yeah. So we'll do your rock fishing and, and get you guys all hooked up with some good fish, and we'll also try to get some yellows and some calico bass. That's be really cool. All right, Steve. Thank you so much, my brother. Okay. Hey, it's been a thanks, pleasure. Guys. Happy anniversary. Thank Happy you. Happy anniversary. And I can Great say job with everything, guys. I can say that uh, you guys have been a part since day one as well, since the first year. Thank you. All right. So thank you for, for working with us for eight years. Thank you, guys. Uh, you guys have a good day. Hold, hold cool. on. Hold on, Steve. Cool. Steve, hold on. Oliver's saying something to you. Go ahead, uh, Rico. You, you missed. His performance on Sunday. You should have seen the guy. Yeah, you should have seen him. Oh, he had a performance? Oh, he did. Oh, what did he do? Oh, did he perform? I, <laughs> I heard. So, <laughs> okay, I am not going to put that out on the air. If that's if Steve well, wants I to heard, do it. I heard there's some video of that. Yep, there is. Okay, social media. Here I, it comes. I don't know what it is. I can never hear Oliver. I, I can't hear a word he's saying. Yeah, no, so, I don't know if you do that well, on he purpose or not. He said he's uh, happy about your performance you on Sunday. Perfor- yeah, you had a, a special performance Sunday? Oh, yeah. It was, oh, I can't wait for the next uh, fishing thing to get <laughs> I had to miss it, but I, I will definitely be at the second one. All right, Oliver, uh, Steve, thank you so much, my brother, and we'll be talking to you soon. Okay. All right, have a good day, guys. Have a good day. All right, thanks. Hey, um, um, before we, we go any further... I, I, I got a text message from our dear friend Mike Lum, okay, mm. and he said that Team Wicked Pissa will be on the Liberty, okay? Now, although, you know, I think the, the, the trips are sold out, however, there's a captain reception that will be on Saturday, June 25th at Dana Landing, so that's before the boats go out, so if you want to come out, get an autograph, get some pictures with uh, both Marciano and uh, Hebert. Come on out. Um, everybody's there. Uh, Oliver, are you going to be there this year? Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, Oliver sets up uh, a booth there. You can check it out. I get to see my dear friend Tommy Gums. I hope he cooks. It. I love Tommy. He's got a great show uh, on television as well. Um, so, anyway, thank you so much, uh, Mike, for clarifying that. Folks, again, Saturday, June 25th at Daniel Landing. Come on out. It'll be the reception for the Tuna Wars 7. Okay, so that's all good. Okay, so listen, um, we kind of deviated from where we were going. Um, we were talking tuna, okay? Uh, Steve covered all the fi- all five um, setups. Uh, Oliver, you've got a rod in each category yourself, okay? Um, I would venture to say, and, and let me see if I get permission from the Steve man himself. Steve, can I kick, can I take my my bass rod? Okay, my bass rod is rated twenty five to fifty. I mean twenty five to forty five. That doesn't mean the fish weight, Sergio. No, no, it's rated for that line class. Uh huh. If it's about fish weight, no, I, I've already exceeded that. And I, you know, it's funny because um, Ron and I do this on. 
we're not really, really looking for those huge fish. They just happen. It just happens. Okay. I mean, believe me, I was not looking for a 90-pound sailfish. Okay. We were we were looking at some roosters and maybe 20, 25-pound roosters, okay, in the East Cape. And then that 90-pound hit, but I was able to land it. So um, that bass rod, um, the, the 710H, it's a full graphite. Everybody knows that's probably my bread and butter, okay? That has to come with me everywhere I go. And that's the type of rod that I would use in those 10 to 12-pound yellows and, and tune up probably up to 50 pounds. Don't highly recommend up to 50 on it, but 30, 35-pound bluefin, not a problem. Not a problem, okay? All right, so I'm just going to leave it there. Now, I'm going to go to – I'm going to go to – break now before I get yelled at. All right, this is Angels Radio AMA 30 KLA. We'll be right back. It floats back to you The love boat Soon we'll be making another run The love boat Angels Radio AMA 30 Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. Angels Radio. AM 830. I find it apropos to have this song to finish up. And this song is from the hit series, The A-Team. And I like to think that we're the A-Team... Angler Chronicles, so... That's B.A. No, you're B.A. Baracus. No, okay. I just say badass. I'd be the colonel. I can't say that I'd word be on the air. I think you can. Okay. Can I? Yeah. Can I say ass on the radio? No. Oh. I, unless you're talking about a donkey. <laughs> right, that's what I was referring anyway, to. Anyway, okay, look, it's, it's, it's gotten crazy here. I hope you guys, everybody, have enjoyed a little bit of the music. We just wanted to have a little bit of fun. Um, that's reminiscing. That's the A-Team. Yeah. Okay, great. The van, everybody wanted that van. Oh, remember that was cool. Anyway, okay, let me go. Uh, let me go back here, um, Oliver. We were talking about the different rods for tuna. It's very important everybody goes out there fully equipped. I highly recommend everybody goes to Friends of Angler Chronicles, uh, the, the the Facebook page. Check out the list. I'm sure you could also find that on the Pen Fishing University page. Uh, Steve has that uh, a group page. Please become a member. Okay, join up. It's Penn Fishing University. That's the one that Steve runs. 
So uh, join up. And then um, if you're interested in any of the pages for Fishing Syndicate, Yellowtail, sea bass, uh, cal- uh, bass, tuna, yellowtail. It's Yellowtail Syndicate. Um, Spotty Syndicate, Sea Bass Syndicate, Bass Syndicate. Just look them up. Great groups, great conversations, and um, that's what it's all about. So we were talking about rods, okay? Tuna fishing um, or anything that's going on right now from the reports I get, I would say I would take the bass rod, okay, with probably 20 20 pound test, maybe 15 pound pound test is a leader. And then I'd probably take my L, which is a rated 15 to 30, and put that one probably a 25 pound test. And then the medium, uh, medium is rated 20 to 50, correct, um, Oliver? Your medium? Yeah. yeah, it's 20 to 50. That's That reminds me of the old yellowtail days. I would probably carry 40. I would put 40 pound on that one. And then on the heavy, I believe it's 30 to 60. I would probably be putting 50 on that, and then I'd probably take an XXH. The XXH, what's the rating on the XXH? I don't remember. 50 to 100. 50 to 100, so that would be my 80-pound rig. Okay, so um, just um, you just can't go these days without being properly um, equipped. Now, now Steve, um, let me just say this. Not everybody can afford the, the, the higher end for the you know the biggest rigs. I mean, how much is an international these days for, let's say, you know, like something comparable to what I had was a 50W? Well, you know, luckily, you don't need anything like that anymore. That The boats have those for the kite, but you can even catch, uh, you know, a 250-pounder on a, on a comparatively little international 16 VISX, which... You know, I mean, there, let, let's face it, in the, in the year of the supply chain, there's not much in the way of bargains to be found. If you find what you need, you better get it, because if you wait till August, it won't be there. Um, but you can get a 16 VISX for, you know, $650. Some, some uh, shops are still giving away free braid, um, but between the demand and the shortages, uh, you're not going to find much in the way of being on sale. Um, you can, you know, you can get a, and that's for your your heavy rig. That's for your hundred pound rig. You can get a um, a Fathom Forty Narrow two speed for right around three hundred dollars, and that is just, especially these days, that is just an amazing, amazing reel for the amount of money that they charge for it. And you can't catch three hundred pounders with it, but. But, you know, pretty much for most people, it will handle the biggest tuna that they have ever caught in their life. Those those 150-pounders that are almost average size some days uh, the last couple of years, um, that, that Fathom 40 Narrow, again, fill it almost full with 80-pound braid. It'll hold around 500 yards of that. And then put the, put the mono top shot on it that the captain or the crew tell you to do that particular day. Most of the time, that's going to be 60. Some days it's going to be 50. Some days it's going to be 80. And um, you can drop your jigs. You can drop your your uh, sinkered bait rigs. You can fly line. And uh, it's, a, it's a bit much if the fish are under 50 pounds. But, you know, for that 50 to 150-pound class fish, it's absolutely perfect. And if you can afford a boat, if you can afford to, a ticket on a boat, 
to go out after tuna, you can afford that. All right, but let me, let me, and that's the real side. Now let's talk about the rod side. Oliver, um, I would highly recommend, okay, that you, you don't go graphite for tuna. Uh, the composites, Absolutely I think. Absolutely not. Yeah. And, don't, and don't bring your bass rod either. Why not? Uh, only search with that side. Oh, I'm so glad um, you said that. Thank you, Steve. I, I, I could just imagine you and I right now pulling our hair to Sergio. Anyway, Sergio, we love you, brother. Um, I told you I had to go to a break fun. before I got uh, into trouble. Absolutely. <laughs> uh-huh. Absolutely fun. Uh, if you're going to fish, you know, the boats are going to run into the scale paddies, and there's going to be those 10, 50 pound yellow scale. Absolutely fun. Um, Yellowfin move in later in the summer, right? And, and there's football size uh, tuna. Absolutely fun. Uh, everyone, I'm sure, that's fished, you know, for, for some years and, and new and Steve, uh, you know, uh, definitely have some, some experience under your belt. You know, we both caught that 40, 50 pound fish on a bass rod, right? Yeah. Uh, it's fun. It is not fun for everyone else on the boat. No, no. And, you know, and, and, and let's be honest. I mean, it, 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 you could break a rod as well. So, so that's why, you know, yeah. if we're doing it the correct way, the way you should do it, not the way I do it. Uh, you should have a good composite rod, and I think. But I want you to explain why, because you know we're dealing with spectra, and we're dealing with fluorocarbon leader. Well, you got no stretch, all right. So something you know what's hap- happen, right? We're gonna get a phone call and email because now we're sharing the knowledge, and those professionals that USC has been talking about, they don't like that. They don't like <laughs> us sharing the knowledge with the common people. Uh, but you know what? It's good to share the knowledge for several reasons. You pass on the passion. You actually get to help someone. Instead of giving them a fish, teach them how to fish. All right. So, but, now, but explain explain the difference between, say, a graphite or not. No. What makes a composite rod so important? You need 10 seconds to finish that thought. Okay. So, the same guy, the same professional that doesn't want to share the knowledge. Is that guy on that boat screaming at everyone else because they're not doing the tuna shuffle? Guess what? If we start teaching them how to do tuna shuffle, if we start teaching them how to fish properly, we're going to have a lot more fun on that open party boat. Now, having said that, why a graphite? Why not a graphite? Why a composite or a glass rod? So um, the analogy I like to use is graphite is like bone in our body. All right? It is stiff, but it is brittle. Uh, glass is like muscle in our body. It provides a lot of strength, but it has no structure. So our bodies need bone and muscle and skin, right? Um, and I'm sorry to sound so scientific, but you guys already started this. So the bone gives you your, your body rigidity. That's what the graphite does in a composite rod. It gives that rod the rigidity, the strength, the structure that it needs. The glass, which is your muscle, gives the strength and flexibility. So when you have the right combination of glass and graphite, you're gonna have both the right action on that tip of that rod to be able to get your bait out 10, 20, 30 feet for those who are professionals and know how to do it. Um, And then when it goes under load because you're fighting a fish, that graphite in the composition of that blank, which is found towards the the back end of of the rod, is going to give you what we call the backbone. And remember, graphite is bone, so it's giving you the backbone to stop that fish from going. The right composition is going to keep that pressure off of your back because the rod will handle it. That tip 
which is muscle, when the fish is pulling on you. That tip, people don't understand. That muscle, that glass is actually pulling back on that fish. When that fish stops pulling for a second to take a breather, you see your rod come up on its own. That arc that you got going on, it, it literally flexes up to be straight. Mm -hmm. That's what the glass is doing for you. It's lifting that fish. So when you have a composite rod, you're gonna have the, the rigidity, the backbone, the strength with that muscle or that glass or the tip that's going to help you lift that fish. Graphite does not offer you that. Graphite is perfect for fishing back in the structure. It is stiff. It keeps the small fish from running into the structure. Right. You're not going to keep a tuna from running away from the boat. It is going to swim. I don't care if you're using a 100-pound fish on a 40-pound fish. It will. It yeah, when, when, when it a tuna wants to do what it wants to do, yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, guys, I just want to uh, – we've got about two minutes left in the show. I can't believe how fast this show has gone. Um, that was, that was right. Yeah, let me just say this. It's been a simply a wonderful eight years for me. Um, I didn't know what this was going to look like. Um, we had no idea at the beginning, none. Where we are now is, is simply because of all you guys listening in, all you guys watching us on television. I really do appreciate it. We do it for you guys. As you can see, we're, I don't think you'll ever see us pump our chest because that's not who we are. It's not who we want to be. All we want to do is make sure that you get out there and you go fishing, okay? It's a wonderful sport. Um, try to use the sport like we do to give back. We always say be kind, okay? If, if you're being kind, be kindler. Does that make kind sense? Yes. Um, you know, we live in really, really difficult times. In fact, I, I think most of us who knew him, we, we lost a friend this this week, Jay, Jay Christ. Um, unfortunate uh, situation. Um, young guy, great, amazing fisherman. I uh, got a chance to, to fish with him a couple times. Great guy. Um, we lost him. So time is short, and we never know when the day is. So leave a mark. Leave a legacy, okay? I think that's, that's the big Sergio, thing. Sergio, the last eight years for me have been phenomenal. I just want to say thank you if, to you and Ron and everybody on the crew for putting this together. It's been a, We had a some really journey. fun times in that Isuzu Trooper years. I uh, will touch, yes. We've got Where some I'm actually pushing times. it up a hill. Yeah, <laughs> that is a good one. Oliver, and you've been part with, uh, of us, what, five years, six years, you said? We're, about, we're right around there, right? Five years now. It's been, it's been a fun ride. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I love what you do for for the uh, for the industry for the kids. Um, it's not about being fishing guys; it's about giving back and creating a oh, good and you know environment what? around it, us. I'm glad you said that, Oliver. And I'm, I'll say this for Steve Carson too as a thank you. Over the years, a lot of people have said, oh, you guys are the bubblegum of fishing. Or, or, and I'm like, you know what? And we just look at them. We look at each other first and we go, yeah, I know, but what did you do for somebody else? Okay? So when you go out there and you catch a big fish, good for you. Okay? And you should enjoy it and you should be proud of it. But what, what did you do for somebody else? Ron, I don't remember the last time I actually landed a fish on one of our schools. I hook and hand everything. We were talking with Paul, that, that trip with the uh, white sea bass. I hooked and handed four before I landed one of my own. Anyway, everybody, thank you so much. Be kind. Happy birthday, Eddie Williams. That's what from your brother. Happy birthday. And, uh, yeah, Oliver, Steve, Ron. 
Tony, thank you. We'll see you next week. Happy birthday, Angler Chronicles. That's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.